Welcome, Elwood City Limits listener, to another ECL commentary. That's right, it's a syncable commentary track where uh, you can watch an Arthur special with me, Will Young, and uh, my co-host, Lucas Mancini, as if we're in the room with you. That's like that. That's the magic of the internet. That's the magic of of radio. I guess it's it's kind of um, a multimedia experience when we do these commentaries. The magic of broadcast, we'll call it. And speaking of magic, I mean we we're recording this on a particularly warm day, but I think, especially as the clock ticks forward in a year, our minds are never too far from the spookiest time of year, that being Halloween. So it seemed appropriate that as we are going to be releasing this, at least at this point in the summer, you may be hearing this at a bit of a later date, but I think it's never a bad time to go back to October and specifically to Halloween. So we are going to be watching Arthur and the Haunted Treehouse. This is another Flash-era Arthur, so... Uh, Lucas, I'm I'm sure you're probably watching this for the first time. Yeah, get prepared for me to go. Who's that? A bunch of times. <laughs> I think you'll I think you'll mostly be fine. In fact, I think you'll probably know more than you think you'll know. But as this is a syncable commentary track, let me give you a, just a quick rundown of how these normally work. So Lucas and I are using a link to the special. You can find the special through the PBS Kids app. You can also find it through other means we managed to find it all in one specific file on youtube we will have the link to the specific special that we used uh in the description if it is available i think you can also pretty readily find it uh through your own means as well but here is how we are going to go so these specials typically start with the arthur the traditional arthur opening so where we are going to start is at zero 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 of the file that we have which starts immediately after the opening so we're not dealing with the arthur opening we're just starting on uh, i believe the first image is like a ghost like a spooky ghost so that is what we are going to be uh starting on or no it's a happy ghost <laughs> pardon me depends on so, the perspective uh, will if, if, if a will was if a, <laughs> if a specter or ghoul was smiling like this at me i would be worried still yep so that's what we're going to be starting on and we are going to give you the countdown I'm going to say three, two, one, go. And when I say go, we are going to start playing the video, and you should start playing the video as well, If at least if you want us to be correctly timed to what's happening on screen. So remember, on go, we are going to uh, start playing. So get everything ready. Get your, uh, your seasonal candy together. Uh, get your costume ready. Uh, turn down the lights, because this one gets a little spooky. And we're going to be watching Arthur and the Haunted Treehouse. We're happy to be doing this once again with you we're kind of running out of these arthur specials gotta be honest with you so which is why we got to enjoy them while they're here okay so here we go get your play button ready three two one go yeah no i just felt that this was appropriate um we are the the original recording of this is in uh, august so halloween is already coming but if you're listening to this after halloween i mean Halloween's just kind of one of those things where you can, you know, you can just kind of do whatever. By the way, oh, great idea, giving the Tibbles a mime costume. It's true. That's inspired. Uh, it's probably it was Grandma Thora, or not Grandma Thora, but the, but the Tibbles' is grandma's idea to get them to shut up. <laughs> and it's just like, why haven't we tried that before, you know? 
Um, it, I'm sure you can listen into other commentaries and other episodes for our feelings on the Flash animation. This one's actually pretty recent. Arthur in the Haunted Treehouse, I want to say, was only just a couple of years ago. So, you know, in our own little way, we're kind of looping our way back around. This is so this would have been 2017. And and this looks a little bit better than you know me, I'm I'm the number one critic for their Flash style, but so far this looks a little bit better than the the stuff I've seen thus far. Makes me wonder that if because this is kind of a longer episode, did they get kind of like the A team budget or something to make it look a get a, give it a little bit more of that sheen. It also helps that the uh, character models, which are normally pretty stiff, are in different uh, costumes, mm. different one-off costumes. So that also helps in at least making it uh, visually interesting, if they can't be interesting from a, like a motion perspective. For instance, Buster is going as someone with rosacea on their nose, apparently. What is what is that? You can, you can, I don't know how to describe it. It looks like how Buster's fake nose looks. Okay. <laughs> Um, he's going as like a candy monster, uh, a monster that is uh, nice as long as you feed it candy. And uh, Arthur is, I believe, Frankenstein if he was a dentist, a Fra- Franken dentist or something to that degree. I watched this earlier today so that I could at least be the one to answer Lucas's questions of who's that. <laughs> uh, and of course, we've already sort of met LaDonna. We don't really know. Uh, what her yeah. deal is. I th- she's missing you know, her she, I one she's... character trait that we're used to her having, which is her hat. But she does have a hood this time. She's a spider, which I, I like her spider costume. I like the uh, the way that the arms are kind of all moved together as one. I think that's kind of a funky effect. Especially with her rabbit ears poking out. It's like a half rabbit, half spider. It's very like uh, Beast Wars. <laughs> so Arthur is talking about a... Uh, uh, specifically a haunted doll that is going to be kind of on the front of his mind throughout most of this. We're getting into like, this This has a little bit of a, a what do you call, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, they're different like short stories. Uh, it, it's like an anthology. Anthology, thank Ooh, you. Oh, that's very cool because oh it's so much of like kind of a horror trope. Um, by mm. the way, I forgot if I mentioned this earlier on recording, but apologize if I sound a little hoarse. Uh, I definitely have a sore throat and cold, but I got my my mint tea, so I'm going to try and push through. If anything, Lucas, it's more appropriate that you would have Mm. that for a special that would be taking place in October, because, I mean, as we are right now, summer colds are absolutely no fun. But in October, well, it just sounds like you should have been bundling up a little bit more. That's right. I have some sort of pneumonia, or maybe I have, you know... Whatever sort of, here's a scary thought, whatever mutated COVID is around in October, they're going to be at the Zeta variant by then. Oh man, let's let's hope not. This also uh, <laughs> horrendously dating this uh, commentary. It's just like by the time you're listening to this, wherever you are, it could be like, oh yeah, we were just talking about the Delta variant, or in several months, it could be like, uh, yeah, so the things have changed drastically yeah, for all we know people are like listening to this commentary like we're um like a character in bioshock or something and this is like our last known audio <laughs> it's an audio diary <laughs> ah so this is again a dw voice I, I suppose everyone's voices are the most recent voices i'm a little bit more invested in the dw voices now thanks to mm, true, uh, true. finding dw I should actually I should actually check um, which voice this is because um, it could have been somebody that 
friend of the podcast, Jason Schwimmer, had on uh, the show. He just had another. He's been getting them pretty consistently. I'm telling you, no matter when you're listening to this, if you haven't checked out the Finding DW podcast, you need to. Wow, this IMDb page is terrible. Oh, my God. Just awful. They have I, one person listed as cast. I uh, I was on a uh, – today for my job, I was looking – because mm. I work in university recruitment, I had to look at a lot of high school's websites today. Oh. Um, and those are some of the worst websites I've ever seen in my life. One of the high schools had a website <laughs> where, like, the whole thing was totally broken, and they had this basically, like – you, you know how websites will, like, across the top, they'll be like, oh, here's some helpful links that you're sure to use. Well, sure. most of them are, like, staff list, you know, stuff like that, schedule. Um, this high school had one that just said uh, lice. It was, like, lice info or something. And when you click it, it takes you to a locked Google Doc that you need a password for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're getting you're getting the you're in the wild west of things here. I know it was pretty spooky, uh, just like that doll that that but uh, Arthur just looked at that said Zelda on the back. Yeah, so that's a that's a a doll of mysterious origin. He's not really sure where it came from, but it is pretty creepy looking. This is kind of a flashback to this uh, this doll that has been uh, haunting Arthur's dreams, apparently. Um, apparently this is Christian DiStefano who is playing DW, who was on an episode of Finding DW. So again, if you want to know more about him, uh, please check it out. I, uh, kind of surprising. Uh, I wouldn't have expected, uh, well, I, I, I guess I wouldn't expect anything, but to find out what Christian is really passionate about, um, you got to check out Finding DW for more of that. I don't want to spoil anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm not even commentating because I'm just so enthralled. Like, who wrote my treehouse? <laughs> I will say the I one thing that one thing good that you can say about the Flash animation is that it does allow for very quick character reactions. Mm. It they're not I wouldn't call them fluid, but they are very snappy. I wonder, um, like, what is the security like at the Reed household? Like, for someone to climb into that treehouse and write, this is my treehouse, like, would they have had to have snuck into Arthur's backyard? Because really, the treehouse, if you could get into that yard, there's not, like, a lock on the door. But the, but the treehouse isn't exactly in Arthur's yard. It's kind of on neutral territory. Yeah, it seems like it's, it's in some sort of central location, like, because you just saw the backwoods right there. So, yeah. you know, who's to say that it isn't this guy? Maybe a homeless person is squatting in Arthur's treehouse. Yeah, they're lucky. I mean, uh, as uh, I really don't think that there is much security to speak of. Uh, yeah, so this literally could be anybody, but uh, okay, that didn't look super great. <laughs> I'm spooked. I'm spooked. Well, oh, see, we're just getting you. We're getting you in the the holiday mood, and by the holiday, I mean you know the e the most evil and scary holiday. It's August. We're already. I'm already seeing people excited for Halloween, and I am too. Like I, I'm not looking down on those people. It's just, huh, it's it's such a great time of year that I'm happy to get into it early. Buster's been reading some weird alternate timelines. 
<laughs> Maybe he's a big Sliders fan. Is that Binky? It sounds like Binky. Oh, no, it's Francine. Nope, she's in her uh, prom queen dress. Prom queen costume, excuse me. I find the, um, that's something that we haven't really seen is this little, like, block here to keep, for, like, oh. uh, to, oh, it's, it's to make sure they don't fall out, I guess. Oh, wow. The nanny state. Safe. Well, it's also, it, it's also like they're going to be, they're going to be having a sleepover up there. Oh, so, so they don't roll out. E exactly. Oh, I guess this means that Molly and James live in the same building as Francine. So, Lucas, you and I both live in apartments. Have you ever lived in a, in a complex that did, um, that allowed kids to trick or treat? No, I, I, uh, whenever I was a kid, I wasn't living in an apartment. And as a, as, I don't think there's any kids in my building. I live in, like, the type of area where if you're living in this building, you're either, like, a young person or you're, like, a really, really old person who never had kids. Right. Yeah, no, I never have, but every Halloween I buy a full-size candy bar just in case one kid happens to come by, and if they do, then they'll know that uh, I'm one of the good places. Yeah, my parents also, my parents be a full-size candy bar kind of household because they get so few kids whoa. on their cul-de-sac. Nice. By the way, er earlier on, Mrs. Perizzo handing out prunes... I don't think so, buddy. That's a good way to get TP'd. Well, and it's just also not really in her character. She's like the cool old person. Mm. I guess well, we you, can't, you can't TP at an apartment. I suppose they would like <laughs> burn shit in front of her door or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not up on my tricks. I, 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 it's been a Have you, you ever done a Halloween trick, Will? No, I'm, I was too much of a good boy. I, I I wouldn't have gotten involved with that stuff. My dad, my dad would TP some of the neighbors' houses sometimes. Really? Like like not not the whole house, but like their tree or something. Sure, sure. It was all wow, good fun. No, there's actually later on in this in this special. There's a there's a good reason why you know you shouldn't be doing that. But no, I I never I I was never really like a trickster. I was never that kind of a kid. Now this I liked. I li I appreciated them uh, bringing up the lore of the golem. Uh, with this Jew with this Jewish character. It's true. I don't know much about the classic kind of Jewish golem. When I when I think of the word golem, I think of like the big golden like Dragon Quest one. Oh sure. I always think of the silent film uh, Der Golem, which ah. I've never act, which I haven't actually watched, but it was referenced a few times in film classes I would take. It's actually free on YouTube. Like if you just search Der Golem, it's probably the um, rights have expired or what have you. Oh yeah, it's from like 1915, 1920. So speaking of 1950, uh, 1920, do we know what country this is supposed to be? Um, uh, 
Jewish one? Yeah, it's Poland or Romania. Or... Yeah, some, some, something like yeah. that. I, she, she might have made this explicit. By the way, everybody, I, you know, I don't take, I don't take notes for this, for this one. I just watched through one time, so I apologize if I forget any details like that. But it's like Mindel plots. That sounds, you know, that sounds German a, to me. Yeah, like a, it could be just Germany, like a Germanic country. Yeah. This is pretty hardcore. the The person in this story breaks all of his fingers. At first, I thought it was just like wow, he straight up died. But no, it breaks all his fingers. Not not since and it's uh, never the same. Not since Babe Pig in the City. Is it the first Babe where the guy breaks all his fingers? I just watched the first Babe. I don't remember that happening. Okay, that might be Pig that, in the City. That might be Pig in the City. I I remember as a child being definitely afraid of the part in one of the Babe movies at the very start where the farmer gets his hand stuck in like a like a. Oh, what's the term? You know when you have a wheel that has a piece of string going around it? I forget what that's called. A hinge? Uh, uh I, I might? Uh, it's anyway, not any bells. The, I'm sorry. The, the farmer gets his, his hand stuck in one of those because it's like attached to the top of a well. It's very scary. That must be Pig in the mm. City. I think it's Pig in the City. That's kind of known as a little bit more of the dark one. I, d- I definitely don't remember that happening. I watched Babe last week, so that's it. I definitely don't remember that happening. But um, oh, yeah, interesting. The, the first you you put stuff into the golem to make it do things. It's like the Xbox Connect when they were first showing it, and they were like, "Yeah, you could hold up a skateboard, and your skateboard will show up in the game." Look at this and thing. Then, Mil- then Milo will be able to. You'll be able to hand it off to Milo. Oh gosh, I'm not giving anything to Milo. <laughs> I love how big this thing's head is. I thought it was just going to be like a bunny, like the regular bunny models, but covered with the uh, golem clay. But this is like. Kind of a weird rotund, much much like the Pokemon Golem. It's it's very it's very uh very big. See, this is where the Flash animation really kind of doesn't hold up to snuff. It's like a scene like that where a bunch of characters are running by. It just doesn't look good. No, it's very flat looking. Yeah. Um, I I could I can imagine this being done in a earlier season style and having it being a bit more uh dynamic perhaps well especially with the anyway. big creature of the golem like think about the nightmares in the first season in the way like i i i, I hearken back to like arthur getting digested by a clam yeah i've never had marzipan no when i i, I... i'm trying to remember if i have it sounds kind of nice, almond paste. Yeah, my my familiarity with marzipan begins and ends with Homestar's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> this is highly suspicious that you have this. <laughs> What are you trying to pull? I'm calling the cops. <laughs> I concur. It's it's one of those like it's it's not like boo scary, but it is like chilling in a way. Reminds me of like a freaky story or something. By which I mean the YTV television I, I see, show. I see, I see. It's stories. more, it's more freaky story than it is Goosebump. Yes, yeah. Which, by the way, if you have uh, Tubi, you can watch freaky stories now for free. You can also watch them on YouTube for free as well. 
Um, that's a, that's a good time. I, I like watching a freaky story now and then. An episode of freaky stories, I should say. So Bailey and Muffy in their uh, Alice in Wonderland attires. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to mention this now. There we get a, a quite a few shots in this one of front-facing Bailey and I don't like it. Is it so like So keep your eye out for front-facing Bailey. Is it like kind of when the Simpsons characters look head on and it just looks weird? A little bit, yeah. The, you know, it reminds me of when they would do it in BoJack Horseman mm. and it would look okay with some characters and not so much with others. Also, I don't understand it's, why Muffy's putting up such a like fuss. Like, is chewing gum a poor people thing? Like, what is what is the opposition? There, I don't know. There's a much higher percentage that children have chewing gum than adults, though. Like, there, 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 not, there. I can think of maybe you know times I could count on two hands. There, oh, oh there's yeah, one. Yeah, that's weird. Hmm. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm chilled. I'm um, spooked. Confirmation that uh, Elwood City has a cemetery. Just kind of <laughs> things you wouldn't have to think about normally in an Arthur episode. Of just like, ah, stop showing it. Look Ugh. down, Bailey. Why are you looking up? Ugh. Yeah, like, ah, uh, I don't know. The backgrounds in this episode actually look really good. Like I, I've liked all the the scenery mm-hmm. and setting, but like stuff like that where like Bailey's jumping over that uh, raccoon, it really looks so non fluid. Yeah, which which as I mentioned before, I think can be good sometimes when you're dealing with like when when you're dealing with like snappy reactions. By the way, Joy Noel on that uh, tombstone, mm-hmm. har har. Um, it can it can look okay, but if you're trying if you're comparing it to say the fluidity of past seasons of Arthur, there's almost no comparison. I mean, as much as we've been critical of the animation where we're in currently in the show, um, it, it, there is something to be said about the fact that it is still you know fairly fluid. Mm. It's from a you know it's hand drawn animation. But I've also I've no, never heard I, I, Bailey just referred to himself as edgy in terms of like oh I'm I'm on edge. Uh, mm. But I feel like I've never heard edgy used in that way. Like when Bailey's like, oh, perhaps I am a little edgy. I do mm. frequent image boards. <laughs> I have been jokified, Ms. Mavi. <laughs> I do like, um, I, I, I forget if we've heard it already, but or we might later. But uh, Bailey, his last name is Belvedere. So could be a distant relation of Mr. Belvedere. Mm. Good hearkening back to when uh, Francine went to clown school. <laughs> you know what? I was going through the Arthur episode guide recently, and there was like Francine's big top trouble. Completely forgot about that episode. Like, absolutely. Like, I went past it. I'm like, oh, we're going to get to an episode where Francine goes to the circus, huh? Completely forgot that we'd already talked about it. I'm sure that's going to keep happening as we continue going through the Arthur episodes. But like, man like some of these just in one ear out yeah. the other. I don't think I don't think we were particularly high on that one either, so I don't think I'm missing anything. Speaking of uh the circus, I I haven't forgotten about oh, I guess we're 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 I forgot that we're talking about the future here. I I have all my uh Marvin the tap dancing thoughts uh <laughs> the, the tap dancing horse rather, not the tap dancing thoughts, but I have all my thoughts on Marvin the tap dancing horse. 
We've been uh, tap dancing. We've been tap dancing around that episode. Well, you, for you, dear over listeners, a month. in the future, you've actually heard our thoughts already. So I'll let those speak for themselves. Bailey, oh, Ugh. is Buffy wearing? Oh no, she's she's. Uh, yeah, she's Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Wonderland. Although I don't associate the color green with Alice. No. I usually think of it as blue. But that's. Uh, but I'm also thinking of like the Disney version. I mean, I will say, Arthur's just like, oh, no, the roof can leak of the treehouse. It's doing pretty well, honestly, for something that looks is meant to look like kids made it, even though we know that they're like parents made it. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, I, I had a treehouse as a child and it wasn't like you wouldn't want to sleep up there. There was so much like sap mm, and like, yeah, it, like the eventually what would happen is the whole interior just became sticky. Yeah. Yeah. You would have to have it like professionally made. Uh, speaking of professional, Binky dressing up as a professional wrestler. I forget the wrestler's name, but like known for how big they are. Ah. So he's bas- he's basically the um the bastion booger of this uh universe. I <laughs> You're right, Buster. Brussels sprouts kind of are delicious, especially if you smother them in olive oil, put some salt and pepper on them, put them in the oven for 20 minutes. Well, that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Did Buster just eat a cooked Brussels sprout, or was that just a raw one? You can eat a raw one. I mean, I, I, you can, you oh, can yeah, do you can, better. You Absolutely. I just wonder, like, what Buster got in his bag. <laughs> Must have been a raw one. Maybe Maybe it's from his garden, perhaps. Maybe somebody picked that from the garden. Tough customers cameo. Appreciate it. So now we're getting into the TP of it all. This is where Binky has been picked to TP Mr. Ratburn's house. Oh, nice. Like, of the the classic Halloween tricks, uh, mm. TPing is like, sure, it's, it's, a, it's annoying to clean up, but like, Egging is way worse. Yeah, egging you have to do like serious cleanup. At least with TP, depending on the weather, you just have to remove it. Yeah, it's pretty inoffensive. I would love to go to an Edgar Allan Poe themed haunted house. Like that's the type of haunted house I would actually do. Ah, it's Satan. <laughs> uh, Mask of the Red Death, but absolutely close. <laughs> Definitely close. I'm actually kind of surprised I got away with that. Yes. The first appearance of Beelzebub in a Arthur episode. Mask of the Red Doves, I mean, is pretty messed up for Arthur as well. Speaking of mm. petulance and disease. That crow's just like, it's a living. <laughs> I should read more Poe. I'm a, I'm a, ba- I'm a bad um, English graduate. I never, I haven't read a whole lot of Poe. Read a couple of his short stories, but, you know, only the ones you would know about. I've seen more Poe-based movies mm. than, uh, or Simpsons shorts in some cases. <laughs> Which is, which is, I mean, which is really great. I love their version of the Raven. 
That's really funny. Are you one to do like a like a, a haunted house? Are you one to like show up to like the, no, the scary God, maze? No. no, 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 no. Now I, I I worked in one when we were both working at the radio station, but no. Oh my God, no! I'm far too terrified to do that. Are you? I've never actually been to one. It's not because of a fear hmm. or anything. I've just never gone. It's absolutely out of fear for me. <laughs> uh. Just ha- just have to admit that I wish though I like I love I've seen a bunch of documentaries about people who make them in their own like houses oh yeah like, pe- people people who like put their lives on hold to make haunted houses out of their own houses it's really interesting um I like kind of going through them on YouTube yeah. I think it's kind of fun but no in person couldn't do it. And some of some of them sound really interesting. There's a bunch. There's a couple that have been like done in New York that like changes every year that I'm really curious about. Um, and then and then there's a different type of fascination when you look into like the extreme haunted. I was just houses, gonna say the that's extreme like, ones is the like the ones where you have to like sign a waiver. Yeah, those are those are fascinating. I guess from a sociological standpoint of like, uh, I can't believe this is happening. What is wrong with the people who do this kind of thing not not the people who do them but like the people who create them mm. especially the one McKamey Manor the yeah. one that I'm thinking of that 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 guy there's something wrong with that guy I and I guess we'll answer this question when do we get to these Flash episodes. Hmm. But the new character, what's her name again? LaDonna. LaDonna. I just don't understand kind of what archetype she's supposed to serve that's not already being served by the other kids. I'm curious. We, I mean, I feel like these specials are really a bad way to get to know her. Because it's not like yeah. you're going to like have her family or her situation be centered upon. It's more of like a, oh, it's the Arthur kids at Halloween. Kind of this... Uh, uh, the gang's all here uh, ensemble episodes, but I, I yeah. wonder like what's LaDonna's deal. She seems to be similar in the mold of like a Francine. I wouldn't, ass- I don't know if I would call her a tomboy mm. from what I've seen, but she's, you know, she's almost like she, <laughs> she's a, almost like an OC, like somebody's fan. Yeah. OC. I don't know. The, the, like the Arthur create a character. Yeah, exactly. The one you would make for the video game. Grandma Thor's uh, costume is awesome. Oh, That's a really good costume. I missed Kate's costume the first time. Little Red Riding Hood. That's so cute. And uh, that's and that's Bud, Ladonna's little brother. Sweet. So do they both have funny hats? Yes. Yeah. And also, Bud has a has like a hick accent. <laughs> I don't think LaDonna does, though. Wait, like, just, who do you mean oh, by, like, a hit? Like, does he talk like Boomhauser? Like, uh, no, well, he's just, I mean, if you can hear it throughout the special, but it's just like, like, that, that's done plumb, the, the, the lowest thing I've ever heard. Like, you know, caterpillars in a cornfield, like that kind of stuff. Like, like that sort of accent is what he's got going on. 
He's also like I so I didn't really realize this from what little we've seen in the Flash era. He's like DW's bestie. Like he's always hanging out with her. And even in this special, they make mention a couple times of like, oh, why don't you invite Bud over? Why don't you go with Bud? So it's like DW and Bud are just like best pals. With and and to your point, Lucas, I kind of don't like other than like a funny voice. I guess he's like also like a slightly mischievous young boy that can kind of bounce off of DW in that way. So I guess I maybe I see a little bit more to Bud than I do to Ladonna. Anyway, once like we like we mentioned before, I'm very interested to meet her for real outside of these uh, specials. Oh, she's kind of got the accent too. You talk funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's their shtick, is just that they're from flyover country. That ghost is not messing around. <laughs> it looks like a security, just like, stay out. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Lucas, what did you say? Oh, I just said that's their shtick, is that they're essentially from flyover country. <laughs> they're de- like, they've definitely, I, I, I think, now, uh, uh, apologies if you're listening to this and I'm totally wrong. I think their family is in the military? Ah. Uh... So, so they, like, move around a lot. I just can't be scared of a doll named Zelda. Zelda? (laughs) I'm keeping um, the Arthur and the Haunted Treehouse section on the Arthur wiki handy in case there's anything that I can't answer that I need to look up uh, on the there's like a list of characters major and minor who appear and I like how there's major character David Reed parentheses does not speak <laughs> very helpful New, no Bruce Dinsmore this time around well we did have Binky and Bailey but only do only doing double duty instead of triple duty I also have to get used to the, the actors saying LaDonna and Bud, which is just like, you know, you've heard them say each other's names so much. It's just like LaDonna and Bud. Yeah. You can also, I can also hear, hear Jody Ressler's uh, Canadian accent on that one. LaDonna. It's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, Will. So me and my roommate, we've been playing through Kingdom Hearts 3, and the amount oh, yeah. of times characters in those games go, Sora, Donald, Goofy, in that order over and over and over <laughs> again. I, I was like, as a... Like, I'm no writer, but I would have simply have given them, like, a team name. Like, I don't know. The Heroes, or or literally anything. So you didn't have to say Sora, Donald, Goofy every single time. I've definitely seen a video of that somewhere. I forget if it was, like, a larger Kingdom Hearts review or if it was literally a video of just Sora, Donald, Goofy. Sora, Donald, Goofy. Yeah, I... Uh, I uh, what about um, has Donald found a good spot to f- for to find some ingredients? <laughs> That's my favorite thing, and I don't know why. I just there was I, it's in the video game donkey uh, video, but I also remember 
when my friend was playing through Kingdom Hearts 3 and I was kind of hanging out and watching him play, he was doing the Pirates of the Caribbean part. And he says that a lot. And I just noticed around like the fifth time that Donald's like, this might be a good spot to find some ingredients. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah. There's Uh, a really great video out there called um, Why I Can't Show My Friends Kingdom Hearts uh, (laughs) that has some really choice clips out of context. Uh, I got to check that out. Yeah. There it's, was it's also Riku. They put bugs in him. What? <laughs> <laughs> why I can't show my friends Kingdom Hearts. So I typed in why I can't, and that's the second. That's the second uh, uh, thing. Okay, I'm gonna just watch this. No, not now. Gonna watch it later. <laughs> there's a. There's another. I'm guessing. I'm guessing Freddy Krueger reference. Um, that's crazy a, that they have the, the Elm Street reference though and uh, if you'll notice the mausoleum that they're in is Katz and Ellen Bogan oh. which must have been a hell of a time uh, carving all of those letters or shaping them or however you do that I thought I thought when they encountered this cat it was going to be Nemo but uh, yeah, he does look like Nemo with a different skin Hmm. Oh, that's pretty cute. See, it'd be fine if it was Inky. It's just like when you give it have to give it a last name, I don't know. Well it's like Freddy Krueger, Inky Krueger. Yeah, no, I I no, I know. Like the the joke works and we're never gonna see it again, so it's fine. I'm just talking about pet names in general. Oh, like you don't like it when Yeah. I I've I, I mean, I've known I'm... pets that would like they were their full name was like Mister Paws. Mm, oh, I hate the I hate the Mister. That's such a fakey name. It's such a hack like writing thing that you see in movies or like TV when it's like, how do we show that this cat is pampered? His name is Mister Muffins or like something. It's like ugh, it so rarely works. I feel so bad mile. for uh, Mister Rapper, and he's done so much work on this, and he's only had one kid. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that the, that there are plenty of places like that. There, I mean, there are a few places here. If you if you drive around Halifax during uh, Halloween, a lot of houses like do it big, and I feel and I feel bad for those who like Mr. Ratburn who put a lot of work into it and just don't get a lot of returns, especially in years like this or last year. Oh, with the Corona, yeah, yeah. So LaDonna's got, like, a little bit of an accent, but she is not as, like, Arlen, Texas as Bud is. So I'm curious if that's, like, (laughs) a character thing where, like, maybe Bud was born when they, like, lived in, you know, Arkansas or something. I don't know. Bud sounds like Kevin Bacon in Tremors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. The Curse of the Movie. What a throwback. Yeah, so... So this is interesting uh, to add to the Arthur lore. Uh, the video game Curse of the Mummy uh, was adapted from this old silent movie. Weird. It was a tie-in. Oh, no. It was adapted. Yeah. I see. Well, they well, it's like they adapted a silent movie and then they just added Dark Bunny into the video game. So it's like if you made a Superman game that was like Super or like Batman and the Cabinet of Dr. Yeah. Caligari, which would be awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. I want that so bad. 
Also, this is kind of a revelation. I did not know Arthur's couch was like five kids wide. There's even some room it's, on the other end of Buster. It's pretty big. Um, I don't know if we've ever I, seen I, them all I, packed in like this, though. Oh, it's four kids. Mm-hmm. Four kids. You can see, you can see about four. Yeah, four four is about right. Plus, you know, they're kids. They're pretty small. This is funny. This reminds me of um, so my 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 wife often tells me about when she was younger and living at home. She had um you know she had several little brothers, and so eventually she stopped going out trick or treating. But what she would do is she would negotiate with them. Uh, for like the choicest picks of their Halloween candy, kind of kind of like moff mafia dawn style. I like just like the mooing coming from the TV, <laughs> just the ambient mooing. So DW's blanky changing uh, colors again. So really look like clusters. They're like kind of angular, like a like a uh, yeah, like a Kit Kat or something, or a toffee bar. Yeah, like a like like a long solid bar. Yeah, it doesn't look like kind of clustery, like an O. Henry. Hmm. Hmm. <sighs> I wish I had some Halloween candy right now. The, right now, when we're recording this, and I guarantee you, whenever you're listening to this, I want some Halloween candy. Mm. Just a nice, just a couple snack size. Now, now you said O'Henry's. Now I want some snack size O'Henry's. I'm not much for chocolate, but you know, it's a perfect amount. It's true. I'm not a big chocolate guy either. Lately, I've been. I I, I don't have much of a sweet tooth at all. At all, but I'll I'll like get a craving for like cookies. Oh, what kind of cookies do you crave? Um, I think, well, it depends on the moment, but, uh, lately it's been like the other, okay. Last week I had a craving for, we were talking about maple flavor in my group chat. Um, uh-huh. and some people were saying that maple was overrated and other things, but I, I brought up those maple cookies. You ever have those maple cookies where they're like in yeah, the shape so of a the, leaf and they're like, like, yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I I'm sure I have, but they're not like a go-to for me. I'm also not a huge fan of maple flavor. Mmm. Do you when you get maple syrup, do you get like like the Crown Royal like corn syrup stuff? Or are you going all in on that like expensive uh, Nova so, Scotia maple syrup? No, no. I find that a lot of the like more expensive high end maple syrup like the the taste is too strong for me. So I grew up with. Well, see, I grew up. I don't normally get maple syrup anyway because I don't really have anything to put it on i don't get pancakes or waffles or anything like that Ah. i grew up on the brand that has been recently they're Uh, not calling it that name anymore is it not called jemima anymore is it just called jemima Uh, i think just jemima right so jemima maple syrup that that's the maple syrup that i is my go-to front facing bailey again uh, yeah, that's my go-to maple syrup. Uh, it's pretty mild compared to what you can get out there, but I kind of like it that way. Like I said, I'm not a big f- maple fan. Yeah, evidently. Oh, I like the uh, I like the uh, the the goblin hand coming out of the mailbox. That's a fun gag. 
Geez, Ratburn created this like whole fake house front. Yeah, he's got like a his, escape like... room, basically. Yeah. It. Uh, yeah. See, I much prefer to do an escape room than a haunted house. Two x plus five y equals negative one. Um. It's uh, a little. That's pretty advanced for grade three. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know if I could figure it out in my head, but I could probably get that one. One thing that I've also seen with a lot of the Flash animation Arthur stuff is that at least around this time, and maybe it was a little bit before, but they really let Arthur Holden go a little bit uh, kookier with Mr. Ratburn's voice. He's not so stuffy. And we've seen that as Mr. Ratburn gets more and more kind of flanderized as he goes along, but he's really allowed to be a little bit more um, uh, goofy with the Mr. Ratburn voice. I should do my god, I want bad mode. <laughs> you pointed it out. It's I can't you can't stop hearing it. Hey, nice touch. They changed the nine o'clock to nine oh one. I know that's pretty basic, but Buster I'm... looks ridiculous when when his neck is like usually the, the <laughs> neck hole like right there, it doesn't look like it's attached. But when he was like looking at us head on, he looked so crazy. <laughs> Actually, now the more I look at Buster's head, the more the proportions seem a little weird. Like if you really look at his head and look at his hands and look at his head again. Yeah. Whoa. Oh, my f this is like the most 2021 Arthur's <laughs> ever been. Finding the place to charge your phone at the party. <laughs> and she's using a big block charger, so that thing's going to charge wicked fast. I like Mr. Haney's costume is just, you know, a Mardi Gras mask. And his and what he would normally wear. King, king behavior. Arthur's dad is a giant novelty sandwich. I feel like he might have dressed as that before. Like I'm, I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but I feel like Dad Reed has has dressed as a sandwich before. She's 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 got this golem story ready to go. I like I do like the 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 gradual reveal of this is just a prank they play on kids. That's a, it's a good prank. I think that would be fun 
to adapt, you know, Jenna and I, if we, if we actually got people here, that would, that would be pretty funny. Now, I don't know what this puppet's from, but it's like that it, initially when they showed it and they did that slow zoom in, it was kind of creepy. I'll, I'll, I'll give them, I'll give them props for that. I would love to get that. I know, like, I know it's not candy, but that would be awesome. Like, that would just be a great present to get any time. Like, a friend of mine has, like, the collected works of H.P. Lovecraft, and it's, like, that's, it's, it's just a big, huge book, and it's just, like, cool to have it all there. Um, my, my sister and I, one year for Christmas, we got the collected Narnia. Like, uh, I, one of us has those, it somewhere, those... but it's, like... Those C.S. Yeah. Lewis collections are really cool. And it is and it is like all of the Narnia books in one. Now, the funny thing is, is I don't think either of us ever read it. But uh, we do have it somewhere. Uh, I wonder... I can't turn my head too far. Else I'll be oh, off okay. I was going to mention this earlier when we were talking about what Poe we've read. I remember this one where the guy gets the... like buried alive in the wine cellar. Yeah, the cask of Amontillado. That's that's one that I read in, in junior high or high school. It's like this... The Raven, and then like maybe the one of the other famous ones. Oh, it's escaping me. They just did it. Uh, the Telltale Heart. Maybe that one. But I like I basically know it by proxy. Biggie is practicing what the uh, the hip hop lawyer reacts would call self snitching right now. <laughs> See, he's got like a he's got like the giant bomb video feed going on over here. <laughs> That's a licor- licorice skeletons. I think there are also some um, um, Ed, some Edgar Allan Poe adaptations that they did in the fifties and sixties with Vincent Price. Oh, so very I think those spooky. would be probably. Worth. I know apt. there's definitely one. For, I know there's definitely one for Mask of the Red Death. Uh, Mr. Ratburn mentions here that uh, TPing not very environmentally friendly. True. Which true. We are we are just in the uh, the aftermath of figuring out how. Uh, how doomed we are in the, in the wake of the Ooh. yeah really that's that's a fear that never goes away and in fact gets worse bud's ears are floppy like hit like compared to like buster or ladonna his ears are always kind mm. of floppy i wonder if that's like an age thing if i had to resell the reed family couch i would definitely cut off the little skirt at the bottom uh, yeah. This is my little pro yeah. tip. If you're ever trying to upsell on on furniture you find at the thrift store, you can just cut those damn skirts off, and then they look all mid-century modern. All right. Dust your hands off. You're good to go. 
Grandma Thor's voice is a little different. I wonder if they recast her at some point. Could just be the could just be the actor getting older. It's like listening to Julie Kavner do Marge now. It's just no, oh, I haven't makes, watched makes a lot of recent because I I'm really doing my first rewatch of Simpsons uh, now. I never really watched it when I was younger, so I've been watching the Golden Years. Uh, so I don't know how much right. the voices have changed in the modern episodes. You can hear it. Um, I've, and it, it's just kind of like a lot of their voices sound worn, like mm. especially. Dan Castellaneta and especially Julie Kavner. And I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's just that like they, they put out something last year for like the before the election. And it was like Marge saying who you should vote for or whatever. And oh, my God, she sounds so old and like her voice just cracks. And I'm like, please stop doing this voice. It sounds like it physically hurts you. This is like torturous for me because my voice hurts right now doing this. So I can only imagine. Oh, Lucas, you're so close. You're, you're I know. doing we're, so we're well. On the, we're on the home stretch. Oh, hey, there's that penguin toy. I forget. I forget the name of it, but that penguin toy. At least we get some good like visual. That's references scary. To... That would free. That would be really scary. <laughs> it is a good big scare to yeah. hold until the end. That's not bad. <laughs> Dad reads sidling into the house in his sandwich costume. It is very funny now that we know that he for sure does not talk this whole time because it's it's really <laughs> odd. Like I probably wouldn't have noticed it if, unless you've mentioned it before, but like him just kind of like making angry faces. And he did it like a shrug earlier, and that's about it. The silent sandwich. Ooh, that's that's the name of my deli. I love that DW has like a solid gold, not DW, sorry, Muffy has a solid gold phone. You know what? I totally missed that. That's a good point. It's also crazy that we're at the point now where Arthur characters are like flipping through the, like the photos on their phone. True. I'm not developing them or something. I think we had this conversation on the podcast before about like, what's the age that's appropriate to get a phone these days? Because I, I, as someone who doesn't have kids, Mm -hmm. doesn't really hang out with someone with kids. I have no idea. I think it just I think it just depends. I've, I've um, seen the memes about iPad kids. I have seen those. Well, and I I my my niece is something of an iPad kid. Not as bad as other kids, but yeah, definitely was at the time where it's just like, okay, and uh check out the iPad 2-year-old. But but uh they managed to counter program that pretty well my sister and my brother-in-law by um you know, she's she's a pretty outdoorsy, adventurous kid. Mm. So they did they did fairly well. It was she was definitely not raised by an iPad or anything. Ten thirty. That's pretty late. <laughs> I'm just saying, like normally True, Halloween for, doesn't happen on a weekend, especially for if you're in third grade. There must not have been school the next day because if they were having originally having the sleepover in the treehouse, this is cute. I was I was. Is like when episodes end like this. That's actually really wait. So I was gonna say, how did uh, DW doesn't know how to read or write? How would she write like this is my trios? Hmm. I forget if I, th- I oh, think they it's, might explain I think it here. Hmm. She's a she's jokerified. <laughs> she just wants to watch the world burn. 
LaDonna, LaDonna actually thinks that people being scared is funny. Wow. Wait a minute. You, you, you think scaring all your friends is funny? That's funny. That's funny to you. I do. And I'm tired of pretending it's not. I would love to take the footage of DW explaining how this works and then put the Saw theme over it, like at the end of a Saw movie. That's really funny. Arthur, you've been reading all your life. Ooh, you got a good Saw growl going on there. That's just because my voice is all messed up right now. Exactly. All your life you've been teasing DW. <laughs> well now, it's time for you to pay the ultimate price. Aww. Arthur's eyes seem really far apart. Wait, Kate is is cognitive. Wait, what? <laughs> Kate knows what a what a low five is. She knows what a low five is. She's she's cognizant. She knows understands pranks. That's the. I mean, that's that's the true. That's the scary image we leave on is that this baby is sentient. Oh my god. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us for this commentary of Arthur and the Haunted Treehouse. Like I said, we're running out of Arthur specials, and uh, we won't be uh, doing this for too much longer. So if you haven't yet, go back and listen to all of the other commentaries. They are available on the free feed, or if you're listening to this on Patreon.com slash Elwood City Limits, they are available on there as well. So find a copy of the Arthur special you want to watch, then sync up with us. And uh, we've got one for almost every occasion of the year. So check it out. And thank you for joining us for this one. Uh, we'll just wrap it up there, Lucas, uh, to uh, to uh, help out your ailing voice. Yeah. Certainly hope that you get better soon. We've got a little bit more time before we are uh, at least as of August 2021 before we're back to regular, uh, regularly scheduled ECL. I'll just so, say uh, I, I, I really liked that one. Uh, that Compared to some of the other ones we've watched, especially from the Flash era, I, I thought that was fun. Yeah, no, I, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed it myself. Especially, I'd say I put that probably in the upper echelon of Arthur specials that we've watched so far. So for Lucas Mancini, my name is Will Young. Thank you for joining us for another ECL commentary. Whether you are a patron or listening on the free feed, we appreciate you all the same. And no matter what time of year it is, uh, happy Halloween, and we'll see you next time. Boo.